Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saturday night in Monaco is, uh, is, is the very one. good. You Before know, the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not many of the team are out, but um, that's their kind of big party where yeah. all the VIP guests are there. You know. Do you get to go? If you go to Monaco, yeah. <laughs> 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 Welcome back to the Pit Stop podcast ladies and gentlemen it is the start of the summer break and as we promised them guests loads of guests and we're starting off with a big one yeah we're kicking it off strong to be honest with you mate who have we got with us today well we'll let him introduce himself so he can tell you all what he does but we have got mr brad skeins Woohoo! hi guys Thanks thank you very here. much for being here I now this is a special guest because he's come straight from the race <laughs> yeah flew in <laughs> working with a very special someone at the race as well What's that all about? What you, did you get up to this weekend? Yeah, so uh, I'm the performance coach for Max Verstappen. Oh, that sounds cool. Evan. That's pretty sick. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm pretty sick, I'm sat in a red top. You've got Max Verstappen behind you. I was just going through my wardrobe looking for T-shirts, and I, all it was was like a load of Ferrari tops. I was like, shh, probably shouldn't put them on. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll leave now. <laughs> How are you, brother? Yeah, good. all good. Yeah, looking, uh, looking forward to a couple of weeks off, actually. So it's uh, yeah, nice to just chill for a moment. It's been a busy start of the year, first half of the year. Yeah, it has been. Um, obviously, the races are all squashed together this year because they're finishing it early um, uh, than what they normally would do. Oh, um, are they? When does it normally finish? So, well, the last two years we've gone into second week of December. Yeah. Um, traditionally, it finishes last weekend of November, first weekend of December. Okay. This year, we're like the 20th of November. So oh. I think it was mainly because they wanted to finish before the Football World Cup. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That makes yeah. sense because it's out in Qatar, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's out in way. Qatar. Sharing TV viewings and stuff wouldn't be wouldn't be cool, would it? So. No. <laughs> wow, Matt. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? So you're Max Verstappen's performance coach. Yeah. So um, every driver will have a, a titled performance coach, um, and they come from a, either like a physio background or a sports science background or a strength conditioning background. Um, so my background is as a physiotherapist. Um, I'm also a strength conditioning coach as well. Um, and yeah, basically, you know, manage his program from a physical and mental preparation for the season for each race, um, and, and working through race weekends. So blimey. And you were with him last season when he won the championship. Yep. So technically you trained a, cha- a world champion. 
Yeah, not my first actually. But no, what uh, <laughs> oh shit, who else? So not in motorsport, um, but uh, I worked with um, uh, Team GB and uh, oh, wicked. Uh, in gymnastics. Oh, and nice. Another Max, Max Whitlock. We won world championships and Olympic gold medals. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, look <laughs> at you working wow. with world champs left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah, we try. <laughs> think, which one's more strenuous? Would you say working with GB athlete or working with a motorsport athlete? Uh, it's, it's completely different. Um, really? If you take the pure physical nature of gymnastics that is one of the most demanding sports in in the entire world yeah you take everything that comes with formula one the travel the physical demands the media marketing pressure tension that sits around just formula one itself then, yeah then that's you know you don't find many sports like that mm. so. yeah formula one is definitely like a it, for me it feels like it's in its own league just in terms of like logistics and everything that goes into it as yeah. well you know, we this year we're racing 22 different countries, and that's you know moving everything around to, to those 22 different countries, and you know in short space of time as well. So it's um, yeah, it's a hell of a setup. Yeah, are you predominantly focused on? So when you get there every week, your job is literally just Max. Yes. So you're not worried about any. You're not carrying any bits of a cup car or anything no no, no <laughs> i'm just carrying his bits you're just carrying his bits yeah because we see you on the um on the grid and we see you always with max you're yep. right there you know yeah got his staff and talking to him every day what is that like because ultimately our audience want to know what it's like working with max like yes. what's he like as a person what's you what's your friendship like with him yeah it's cool and um i always say you you couldn't do this job if you weren't friends because you yeah, do spend yeah. that much time together you travel together you're in hotels together um so so you have to get on with, with the person you're working with yeah. um so yeah no he's a good guy um you know really down-to-earth guy likes being at home spending time with family and friends um we we have a nice relationship in that we can, you know, we can go for a dinner, we can chat about the football, we can sit down and watch the football, play a bit of FIFA, but then also FIFA? when, uh, well, he lost, he <laughs> lost FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way: it took me three years to beat him. So, oh, really? <laughs> really? but I have done that now. So, does he have one of them setups for like a hotel? I've seen him where they have like yes. the box and you get it out. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. What's the, oh, like in a like a like a, one of those containers that you can move yeah. on wheels? They are yeah, cool. it up and it's yeah, like it's like a, a like a suitcase. Lift it up, <laughs> screens there, ready to go. That's sick. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that he actually plays like. It was one of those facts, we, we, like, this was like months ago now, when we first started, we would like quizzing each other. And one of the facts was like, he just plays it before a race. Like a lot of the guys go through all of like the numbers and telemetry, or is that what it's called? But he's just playing X, Xbox. I don't know <laughs> yeah, how true that, that is. No, <laughs> 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 nah, if, if, if before a race is the night before, you know, chilling in the hotel, then, then maybe. But yeah, definitely not a track. And, <laughs> track <laughs> side. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that, the camera just fans <laughs> around. Everyone else getting ready, just yeah. see him in the back playing yes. FIFA. So Rather funny. than warming up, he's just on the, uh, on the control pad. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been a part of the F1 for? doing this job as long as i've been with max so uh, my first job in f1 was was working with max um, wow. so i'm in my third year that's third not the first gig is it really yeah. <laughs> wow yeah. and how, how do you get a job like that so how do you go from being like a physio to doing it with a world champion yeah i think it's um first off just you know being good at what you do and then second off just having a bit of luck and, and knowing the right people um that's how it kind of worked for me i was i was a physiotherapist working with team gb working with the gymnasts um, I was working uh, in a performance center in London um, on Harley Street. And then obviously the job with Max had come up and 
I knew a few people that were working in and around the F1 circuit. My name got mentioned. And then you just start to have a few conversations and, and the rest is history. Um, I flew out after the season finale in Abu Dhabi uh, to Barcelona. So this was 2019 now. Met Max and his family in Barcelona at the, at the circuit um, where they were test driving some cars. And yeah, we just got on from there. I spent half a day with him. We chatted about a few things. Talked about becoming world champion, and then love uh, it. Uh, you know, he, he met with a few people, and it was down to him to decide. And uh, I think it's like you said at the start. I think uh, aside from what I'd done or the expertise that I had, because everybody coming to that that meeting was going to have something about them in terms yeah, of, of course, what yeah, they yeah. did. But I, I just think the way we hit it off quite quickly. Got on with him, yeah. Yeah, and also his family. You know, I was there with his dad, and you know, chatting away with them. And I think that was the. That was the reason I probably got the job. Yeah. I think having that relationship is like probably one of the most important things. You said it anyway, but just relating it back to Pit Stop, the whole reason that we feel like this is this goes so well, what we're doing is because we are two mates from school. Yeah. So yeah, when you cool. have that connection and then you bring it into like work, yeah. it's just a recipe for the opposite to disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to have your, your boundaries at the same time. You know, you've got to know when it's time to switch on and, and focus and... Actually, you know, we've got a race to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. get on with or, you know, training in between races or pre-season training when, you know, we've got work to do. We've got to get it done. Um, but yeah, that's that's why it works so well. We, we know when we can switch off. We know when we need to switch on. I think it might be quite interesting to look at like, well, last weekend. So what you've just got back from. Mm. What's that like from you from the moment you get there? until the moment you come home like what was this weekend like because as we know max's qualifying was uh 10th and then he won so amazing weekend for yep. max perfect yeah, yeah. time to it get you a drive. amazing drive yeah, yeah, yeah. impressive performance from the whole team so to get yeah. you after that like what was yeah. it like start to finish this weekend that would be great to yeah there was uh there was a real buzz on uh, on a sunday night everyone's gone into summer break thinking you know we're, we're pretty happy at the moment smashed so it it's, uh, it's good but yeah so i would normally arrive on a wednesday or thursday okay um so weekend just gone right thursday morning um straight to track um for me you know i start speaking to everyone that's already there so go to speak to the catering staff make sure meal plans are all sorted for the weekend checking with the engineers you know one of the main things for me is what's the weather going to be like because we need to know what visors to put on the helmets and, and oh and so is that like your job so, will you you do that stuff yeah i think the best way to describe what i do on a race weekend is yeah. i look after everything so max just has to drive the car Cool. So all he has to focus you're on just, you're basically sorting all of Max's questions for him. Yeah. Anything everything. that he so would I, need to know. I set our meet times in the morning. I drive him into the track, um, sort out all his food, drink, sort out all his So gear. you drive him from the hotel? Yeah. Does he judge your driving? Does he sit in the front yeah. seat and he's like, oh, you know what people are like when they're a passenger? Yeah, <laughs> maybe when I go the wrong way a few times. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see you and Max going around the wrong way. Yeah, I remember when I, I turned up to, to testing in Barcelona in uh, 2020 and they hand me the keys to the Aston Martin and, you know, I got to go and pick up Max. I'm like... What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was uh, I was sweating a bit that day. <laughs> yeah, I would be as well. <laughs> but this is it, you know, he's such a relaxed guy, he doesn't care, you know, we're just a couple of mates driving to the driving to the circuit. So yeah. uh, it, it was all good. But yeah, you obviously you are driving a Formula One driver around us. Um yeah, that's pretty interesting. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. What you just said there, that's like a different 
sort of a different skill set in a way to like you mean you have like the physio side of things but looking after everything else for him is like yeah it's almost like a PR management kind of yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you basically just take care of everything so the the schedule you, you liaise with the PR guys the comms team as to when interviews are or maybe take a few out because the day's looking a bit busy and, yeah um, so um, yeah it's everything that might impact the performance of him getting on track really yeah um, for sure because ultimately the goal for him there that weekend is to race and your goal is to make sure he puts in the best performance yeah yeah absolutely so so you're there this weekend and you're sorting all the stuff out on friday and then there's practice yeah so, so that, that was thursday and then um obviously back to the hotel thursday night everything's set up ready to go for, for friday yeah you know if there's any niggles or injuries or anything needed then you know that's when the physio skills come in and then uh, yeah we get into friday Friday, you know, starts much of the same. We drive into track, sort out the food and, and, and drink, and then um, he'll go off and do his commitments. He'll have the briefing meetings with the engineers, and then and then we're hitting the track. So 25 minutes before we're during the garage, we start to warm up. Um, so, you know, go through sort of 10, 10 to 15-minute warm-up, um, and then it's hopping in the car, and away we go. Um, so we warm up for every session, qualifying, race. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then depending on the timings and stuff is how we plan our nutrition and hydration through through the weekend. We've seen some warm-ups on like Netflix or whatever when they do it. Is it mainly just like reaction stuff and stuff like that? It's a combination. So Formula One um, has, is quite unique in that the physical demands kind of cover everything. So you need to warm up the entire body. Um, so we always start off with some reaction games, uh, maybe using some of the pods, um, um, other little, other little reaction games, juggling or vision games, where you're having to track and, and and stuff there, or respond to commands, and then we get into something that raises the heart rate. So it might be running on the spot. I know a lot of yeah. drivers do a bit of skipping or kicking a football mm -hmm. around or something like that. But you want to get the heart rate raised. Not so important for practices and stuff, but the moment when it comes to the start, that's when your heart rate is the highest and then during difficult overtake maneuvers as well so they need to feel that um and then you move into some activation work so you want everything switched on in the lower body so we might do some squats some calf raises some bridges coming into the upper body we might do a bit of chest press with a band or pull aparts um it's mad then, to hear it because everything you're saying clearly works like this is working <laughs> on the guy that's winning we should add some shit in there that isn't true just so <laughs> yeah. that. do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. random stuff yeah you know, williams would be listening latifi's latifi's yeah. coach would be like you oh, see him shit. Start, start doing it um and then and then we get into the neck so warming up the neck is obviously Neck's important. Mad. yeah get the bands around the neck and, and yeah that's one of the most important try and pull his head off and uh yeah i can't believe that that's insane what we did what 20 did 20 kilos is it like when you're test like testing the, ah, the neck and that double that yeah Four, that was 40. f2 that was f2 yeah he Ollie said, said he's doing 20 didn't he yeah. yeah 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 so um in formula one roughly speaking you need to push back 40 kilos you need to push to the side between wow well, 35 to 40 kilos each side and That's then going weight, for, going forwards it's Probably about twenty five kilos because you, you you're supported on uh, on the forwards. So. And what's the reason for it for pulling back? Just because of the way the G force is in the car? Is that, is that the uh, one that most? So when you brake, your head gets thrown forwards. So oh, the, of course. The oh, yeah. So it's the opposite, up. isn't it? Yeah. Whereas when you're accelerating, you're back into the the back of the, the car anyway. So. Do you train your neck like that? 
so I, I did some filming, uh, some videos of the uh, neck exercises that we use, mainly uh, when we were apart during COVID. We were apart for a couple of months because no one could go anywhere, could mm. they? So I was sending him some some plans to to work through, and I filmed a couple of the. Uh, the neck exercises and I had neck pain for about a week after <laughs> 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 trying to trying to do do some of them so yeah, yeah they're, they're tough they're tough I mean we can pull I can pull between 20 25 kilos to the side um I, I tried at the, the testing facility that we use but again had neck pain for about a week after <laughs> so how do they do it week in week out just training just train a lot yeah yeah train a lot so we we build the neck during pre-season so that they're ready for testing. And by yeah. the time you come out of testing, they've done a lot of laps so the neck is sore, but it's like having a good pre-season uh, workout on it. Mm. Um, and then after the first couple of races, you don't really need to train neck again. We'll do a little bit during uh, summer yeah. break just to feel it, get ready again. But the oh, so during the around. season, you don't need to, because obviously they're in the car every week. They're in so. the car. So, you know, go around Barcelona, you're having six Gs 50 times then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's more than I can pull. Yeah. Have you had the chance to ever get in a, in a not maybe an F1 car, but any race car like that? Or? Yeah, I think an F1 car I'd probably put in the wall straight away. So. <laughs> That's what we think as well. Um, but yeah, I, I was fortunate that uh, I was uh, able to be driven around the track by Max in a, in a Porsche GT Cup car. So, oh, uh, but that was sick. Oh, what a story. Well, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to be sick or whether <laughs> I was enjoying it. <laughs> Yeah, man. That's insane. So, um, but yeah, looking back, it was phenomenal. Right, unbelievable mm. uh, to, to see him driving and be in the car then. And it was wet as well. And I, oh, it, you're joking. He was going around some of the corners. I'm sitting there thinking, he knows it's wet, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's one of the best drivers in the rain. Yeah, like, so yeah, you're yeah. in good hands if you're yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was super fun. Wow. Yeah, that was in uh, Portimao as well. So it's a pretty cool track. Wow. Mm. Where's that? Uh, Portugal. Oh, right. So we actually raced there the last two years, but uh, they filled the gaps with some of the COVID. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was normally on the calendar. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, a gap filler. Um, oh, okay. Um, but it was a really, really cool track. Yeah. Nightmare to get in and out of with uh, with traffic, but nice track and nice area. So. Yeah. yeah. So do you usually drive into the races? Do you ever take like, a helicopter? Uh, no, we drive. Drive. Yeah, we're always being I find it uh, weird that, that thought though, like someone in the car in front of me could just be like you with the world yeah. champion, like on a normal. Ah, road. you'd see it's got Red Bull racing down the side of the car. So. Has <laughs> it? You'd know. I'm yeah, look yeah. out for it. Got Max Verstappen <laughs> plastered along the side. Of it. Yeah. No, we're we're driving uh, we're driving Hondas at the moment because we're still yeah. linked with, uh, yeah, with yeah. Hondas. So we've got the Type R's. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing a top that's got Honda on it. It's a couple of years old though. Yeah, yeah, Red Bull, bit old. Yeah, got, yeah, got Aston Martin on it. Aston Martin on it as well, yeah. If Horner had a word someone, with you about that. Yeah, didn't Horner he? did. He told me it was old. Yeah. If only we knew someone at Red Bull that could get us some. Yeah, that'd be handy. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. Yeah, so it's not just a fitness though. Like, it's, it's so mental, I guess. Like, you have to you have to be in their head and understand how they're feeling when they're happy, when they're sad, when things are going on. Yeah, like, of course. So on like Saturday after, obviously the Red Bull guys wouldn't have been happy with that qualifying. They made up for it on Sunday. They were buzzing about it. Mm. But on sun, on Saturday, sorry, when Max gets out of that car and he's 10th, what's your job straight away? Like when he gets out and talks to you, like what are you thinking at that point? Yeah, um, 
keep him away from any media so he doesn't say anything stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's why he's my favourite driver, though. I love Matt. So I yeah. can just imagine him in his head being born to say something. That brings me on to, like, we were watching the Senna documentary. Okay. And, like, the they obviously didn't have that shit back in the day. They would go on camera and just say what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. See, okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually prefer that. I actually think the sport, if it had a driver that did that now, would take it to the next level. Yeah, I think yeah. I know they have to be clean sponsors, brands, and that, yeah, but I genuinely too, think too it's, much now, isn't it's it, such a shame because Max would, be, would probably Max be the would one. Be the one man <laughs> just got it <laughs> yeah but no i mean uh, go and meet him outside the, the fia garage you know drinks and kit and you know in moments like that we probably don't say too much um you know that that sort of qualifying where you know you're thinking ferrari are bloody quick and they're probably yeah. gonna walk away with a race now um on saturday we're thinking like it's hard to pass yeah yeah you know if we can get to fifth, that's going to be a really bloody good race. Yeah. Um, obviously, it turned out a lot, a lot better for us. But in that moment, those things just need to be processed, and then, you know, they need to head back with the engineers and decide what they're going to do on the on the next day. So. On the car, you've actually got a lot of stuff that goes into your job because you're also you're managing like emotions as well with 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 that guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's uh, it's the nature of sport. You know, sport doesn't come without emotions. Um, yeah. You have the ups and downs, the highs and the lows. And um, yeah, I, I think it's fine to have all of those. It's always, you know, how you bounce back from that and, um, and, and keep things flexible that you can cope and bounce back with it as well. So, yeah. Do you feel a lot of pressure on your, on that, your shoulders, yeah. like doing um, the job that you do? I mean, if you if you if you mess something up, then you're potentially losing a losing a race win um, from that. You know, mess a bit, get up, helmet or or whatever, or mm. um, something happens and and Max doesn't go into the race in the right frame of mind or, or whatever. But you know, he's another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. An easy one to work with in that sense because it has such a strong mindset and... And again, probably the reason why we get on so well is we come from very similar backgrounds. With yeah. That. You know, we both love to win. We're both competitive as hell and it just works. Yeah. Um, I've seen other relationships within the paddock where, you know, some drivers do bad on a Saturday and that's their weekend done. Mm. Um, there's no way they're going to bounce back on a Sunday because it's just, it's too hard for them to Mental to games, it. man. Whereas, you know, we can, we can deal with it, put it away and move on and, and, and just, decide on what the next target is going to be yeah you said if you ever if you make a mistake you can mess up the whole race like a wrong visor or anything have you ever done anything that has messed up the whole race for Matt? <laughs> not not the whole race no i've had no. a few few hairy moments um, it was the worst <laughs> it's two things the same same time both times and it's leaving there's a like a safety strip on the inside of a visor and what's that it we just have, it's I'm like an anti-fog anti-fog strip oh okay yeah yeah um, i've seen it on the outside and they, they like rip it off didn't they uh so that's a tear off yeah. um so the, Makes sense. The, the the tear offs are you know if you get a stone that hits your visor and it it chips it 
you can tear the bit of plastic off. Oh, so it actually stays on for the race? Cause, yeah. Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got nine tear-offs on there. You tear it off and you've got a clean, clean visor. So if then that gets dirty, they tear it off, clean visor. There's nine of them? Yeah, there's nine of them on there. Oh, shit. Um, but the, so the anti-fog strip on the inside, if you leave that on, they can't see through the visor. <laughs> you left it on? I left it on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! What, for like practice or something? Yeah. Um, just before we went out for quality. Oh, before quality. <laughs> so I'm there. Yeah. Literally, everyone's waiting just to let him out of quality. And, you know, it's counting down. The, the clock's counting down. He needs to get out and do his lap. And I'm there with a pair of scissors trying to, like, scrape because it's very hard to get if you haven't done it before you put the visor on. They're trying to scrape it off with a pair of scissors and try and just catch the end so I can, so I can pull it off. Oh, we, we lost, um, like, 30 seconds, like, going out of, uh, out of the box at quality. Probably another 15 more seconds. We wouldn't have had time for a lap. I bet you still come first, though, didn't you? Uh... Don't think he did at that time. No. We'll uh, just say he did. Top no, three, top three. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a crazy story. Yeah, diet yeah. must be like a big thing as well. Like if he was like two tenths off the pace and then you realise, oh, I gave him that chocolate bar before the race. Like, <laughs> 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 that kind of shit happen yeah. or not? Yeah, it's, uh, a kilo uh, relates to two or three tenths. Um, so a kilo overweight would relate wow. to, to about two or three tenths. Uh, two, two or three hundred, sorry. Two or three hundred. Wow. So it's, it's small margins, but it matters. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I remember in Russia, 2020, I think, we were beaten to pole by two hundredths of a, of a second. So if he was overweight at that time, then it could have come down to that. We weren't, Shit. so it was good. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, we see them like, always weigh them after the race and stuff. Why do they weigh yeah. them after the race? So um, there's a regulation on what the weight can be so driver plus kit plus the seat needs to be 80 kilos if you're underweight i.e driver seat and uh kit comes in at 75 kilos then the engineers have to put five kilos of ballast into the into the car so it's even for ballast. yeah what's ballast we, we have we've we've spoke about this before we were like what's ballast and i was like oh they just chuck some sand like is this where i thought they sand actually back. put <laughs> sand back <laughs> <if you were laughs> like, like ballast is like stone and sand yeah. together so yeah i just yeah. like they're just chucking People a few stones there. i was saying that they'd actually just get a sandbag <laughs> and put it in we've been rinsed quite a lot recently yeah. so yeah, they can put the weight kind of almost where they like, like yeah they can position it a little bit nicely for for where they want it to be but um mm. but yeah if you so it basically takes it away from um drivers being underweight for performance reasons okay so so basically so your kit weighs uh so the seat weighs 1.5 kilos kit weighs about four four and a half kilos so a driver's weight can be 74 74 and a half kilos um there's no benefit for a driver to be 60 kilos versus 70 kilos yeah because they're, they're going to put the they're going to put it in yeah, yeah yeah whereas before there was a big benefit from a driver being 60 kilos rather than 70 kilos. So you had drivers starving themselves, sitting in really? saunas. Oh, shit. It's lap time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. It's, it's, it's more lap time. So How long they, ago they was that? They had the same thing in horse racing, didn't they, where jockeys trying yeah, to be yeah. as low a weight as possible, but now they have weight restrictions yeah. there as well. So When did they introduce the ballast then to the cars? Oh, I'm not sure. It was before my time. It was only in like the last 10 years, so it was a fairly recent thing. Were you into Formula 1 before you got this job? Absolutely not. I love that. That's, it. That's, <laughs> so, that's, that's it. like us. Oh, we've been le- well, not like us because you work with the world champion, not cooler. Like, <laughs> oh, we're... we will one day. We will one day. We'll have, <laughs> oh, we'll we'll have, have Max we'll there. Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be ledge. Um, yeah, like we're learning as well. Yeah, but there's I was, a lot for um, you to learn. I was googling who Max Verstappen was at the airport 
whilst I was going to meet him. No. Wow. <laughs> so it was, a bit of, was it like a bit of like a crazy last minute thing that you... Yeah, it came around quick. Um, obviously, they finished the season and then they were sorting sorting it out after after that. So um, I think last race in Abu Dhabi was probably like the 5th or 6th of uh, um, December at that time. Yeah. And I think I met him on like the 16th. So. Of course, you've only got three or four months until the season kicks, kicks off. Yeah. So. yeah, it was literally that. So I uh, was... In Monaco, I think the fourth or fifth of January, ready to start pre-season from from that time. So yeah, well, it happened quickly. Because yeah. like you said, ultimately they they get people put in front of them, and they want to pick someone they want to spend their time with that they trust yeah. and whatever. So you must have really created such an amazing friendship from the beginning. Do you feel like it became a lot stronger last year? Because as we know, last year was amazing, such yeah. an incredible season. It's probably so many highs, so many lows. What that would have been, was that like a hard season for you? What was that whole year like? Uh, the year was super fun. Um, I think it only got a little bit tricky towards the end where, yeah. you know, the tension was building so much. It was, um, you know, there, there was almost hatred developing between Red Bull and Mercedes. You know, yeah. where we were next to each other in the paddock and you could mm. feel the tension from probably from Brazil onwards. Um, so Brazil, Saudi, Abu Dhabi, there was there was real tension there. Wow. There was a few comments um, but between Toto and Christian, weren't there? I remember hearing yeah, them too. Yeah, and, you know, they're normally there and stuff, but it was the whole team. Mm. Like, everyone oh, really? knew. What, like, even, like, the crews and that? Yeah, everyone knew how close we were to, to beating them. <laughs> and it was really a case of, you know, if we mess up, it's going to be it. Like, we're going yeah. to lose this championship. It was It was that tight. It really was. Um, but you know that's what you're in sport for. Um, it's, it's it's good fun. It's when good fun. at the beginning of last season, when you were working with Max, like after preseason, I say preseason training, like it's football. Was it? No, it's exactly the same. Yeah, it the same? Yeah. yeah, like Testing before that. last season. Yep. Do you when you were speaking to Max? I know he's always out there to win and always wants to be world champion. Like, of course he does. But did do you think at the beginning of last season he thought he would win the championship or he thought he could? Did he think? Did he think the car was ready? Um. Not until we were probably in Bahrain, first race. Really? When we didn't win the race, but we probably should have done. Yeah. Uh, we only lost because we went off track at turn yeah. four and uh, had to give the position back. From then, we thought, hang on a minute, we, we've got a quick car. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then I think we ran, won the next couple of races and, and that was that. So That must be so exciting yeah. work on one. I must just be so, the thrills, the highs <laughs> must be. Well, we saw you on TV, like we were saying, when you and Callum were standing there and he runs over. Oh, yeah, the, the emotions that all you guys feel when, when so you get a ledge, win. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, must no, be the most rewarding part of your job, though. Is that the big celebration like that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, um, um, it's what you're in sport for. Like, you want to be competitive, you want to win. And every week you want to have that chance of winning. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, people do. I think I would, I would definitely find it difficult to be maybe at the other end of the paddock. And I know you then set your own goals and what you want to achieve. Yeah, but, of course. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I love like winning. you, you want to win. So. Yeah, yeah, you're a winner. <laughs> yeah, and. I feel like Red Bull are known f for being for their parties. Mm. I know in Monaco they have like the pool party, is it, or the boat party, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Monaco party. Sat Saturday night in Monaco is uh, is, is the very one. good. 
Saturday night. <laughs> Saturday night. Before the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, no, not many of the team are out, but um, that's their kind of big party where yeah. all the VIP guests are there. You know. Do you get to go? If you go to Monet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sunday morning, I'm he's crawling slightly out there, I'm slightly lucky that I just sit a little bit outside of the team. <laughs> that's unreal. That is unreal. Um, but yeah, we've got the energy station, which is built in the harbour itself, four floors, pool on the top. Oh, is that where is that where it is? Yeah, yeah. I saw the videos. Is that just for Red Bull? Yeah, <laughs> just for Red so Bull. Sick, but then yeah. uh, you know you have two thousand guests there on a Saturday night, and everybody in Monaco wants to be at that party. Yeah. Red Bull is such a ledged team, man. Because like we say, they're just covering so many different sports. Like they've moved with the times. They're just so unbelievable. How many sports are involved in? It um, is, isn't it? We, we keep over two hundred. Over two hundred sports. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always loved Red Bull because I love like mountain biking and, okay, cool. and, and yeah, like yeah. skateboard, that kind of extreme sports and yeah, like yeah. Red Bull are the, are the best for that. Yeah, yeah, they're in all of those, uh, all of those different ones, all the snowboarding and the skiing and mm. uh, they've got break dancers that they, uh, they serve. And, and wow. Stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, really cool. <laughs> are you the guy, uh, that was a question I wanted to ask you earlier when you said about something. Are you the guy who takes Max's race suit to the race or will that really be there? Uh, already be there yeah so I pack up the bag on a Sunday night and then <laughs> takes it to that, the race yeah. I, I pick, just wonder how I many he has because I like, it on in the mirror <laughs> when I play football on a Saturday for a team or whatever like you have to someone takes a kit home and washes it like, <laughs> does someone take the kit home and wash it for yeah. Max so, so on a Friday night I take the kit home and wash it do you actually uh, yeah after See, the two practices where do you yeah. wash it are you wash it yourself hotel laundry <laughs> hotel, like, I'm just throwing a bath put a shampoo on it yeah 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 hand washing it in the sink take it yeah and I drop it off at a reception and I go back to the hotel. <laughs> That's all right. So does it, you just have like one suit or a couple? Nah, I know. So uh, for a race weekend, we'll have six items of each bit of kit. Uh, that's well, perfect sense. Yeah. I suppose it is. You, it, you it, can get away with four. I, I don't think you could do less than four. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not often that the suit would get damaged. Although in the last race, I saw Lewis Hamilton had like, a, he'd ripped his suit there. Okay. But right. do you get many, anything like that? Uh, Unless obviously there's a giant crash, but you'd, yeah, no, not really. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's generally generally all, all fine. Uh, we had a couple of occasions where, uh, you know, we get sent the wrong size boots or something, and then we're no. trying to uh, find find a, a size that you can wear. Um, he's got his special pair now, like a gold pair yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know if you remember in um, Baku last year, he was wearing a blue pair of okay, uh, yeah, yeah, blue yeah. pair of boots. Yeah, you can check back and do that. But that was basically because we were sent the wrong size Probably boots shit. and we and we <laughs> borrowed off of uh, someone in F2 oh really <laughs> same size boot I wonder who that was that's hilarious yeah same size boot it was uh, Liam Lawson oh, oh so no. were you running around were you running around trying to find someone yeah 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 exactly yeah <laughs> well the, the thing was can I get Max's boots out here um, yeah Baku's a tricky place to get to so um, like the last of the flights really had gone because if, if there was a flight they would have put someone on a flight with the boots to come out and, and and hand them over um but we just couldn't we couldn't make it work so we had to find uh, an alternative the next best thing I like some that. pre-owned boots yeah <laughs> i like how everything in formula one seems so streamlined and perfect but then every now and then you have yeah. those little bits where it's like that's what i love about this pod though because we're going to get people on and give people the opportunity to talk about it yeah and, like just get these <laughs> we, we seem to get like exclusives out of random people like just cool things yeah pretty every every guest that we've had on we've had like an exclusive story that they've yeah. not told anyone else so if there is anything <laughs> <laughs> if there is anything crazy well, i'm not sure about that
What was the party like after Abu Dhabi last year? The party was uh, pretty spectacular, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were... Um, we started off um, at the main hotel at the track, the W. Um, so like an outdoor outdoor party, a couple of drinks there, and then we moved to the Red Bull yacht. And uh, oh yeah, it was where the real party started. I think we all got off the yacht around seven a.m. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what cracked me up is that the recent video was it Checo won Monaco and he's coming off the boat and he's really drunk. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah, died in the water at that clip. Yeah, there was a few uh, news bits around that, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> No, but to, to me, it's important because it shows it, it, like, and Drive to Survive has done the same for the sport as well. These yep. people are human. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like before the sport, like you never, re- and I just don't think the, the people ever felt like real people, the drivers, sorry, because yeah. you never saw anything about them. But when you do get little glimpses of like, oh yeah, he's actually just a normal bloke. Yeah. I think with Drive to Survive, no one really knew that there was like stories within the paddock, did they? No. You know, no. It was, you turn up a weekend, you drive a car around the track and you go home. Like no one really kind of knew all this stuff was going on. Mm. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's been super cool for the sport. Really has been. We noticed that um, F1, like the paddock's quite... We're, we'll be back as well. We're, we're, we're in it next year. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, Max, Max sat it out the last one. Yeah, he sat yeah. out the last two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're back. I think we might be in it as well because we've been lingering about the paddock when the cameras have been going yeah, on. Yeah, we've been wandering around the camera every time we see it. Yeah. But I'm what race Max one. Uh, we've been to... Imola, Barcelona, Barcelona and, and Silverstone. Silverstone. Okay, wicked. And somehow we've managed to get in the paddock every time. So every we've been pretty time happy we, find, we find a way in. That's cool. That's <laughs> Even cool. if we have to sneak in, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the funny story. We were sat on the balcony talking about this last night. It feels like us coming into the paddock, the first time was a bit of a surreal experience because yeah. we were like, we're just two lads, started a podcast. What the hell are we doing in the paddock? But you walk up and down and obviously you've got Mercedes and Red Bull down the other end and they're like the big dogs. And like we, we managed to get into a few of the other paddocks. Like we've been like Alpine, Williams and stuff. Yep. But every time we walk past Red Bull, yeah. it's <laughs> just like this fortress that we feel like we haven't got access to yet. <laughs> yeah, we always walk past it and we want to go in. Yeah, we just yeah. haven't, we don't know anyone at Red Bull. Well, oh, we know well. you now. Next time, give me a call and uh, mm. you can come and grab a Red Bull. <laughs> uh, we yeah, go. we actually won't let that one slip. That's recorded as well, isn't it? <laughs> He's like, guys, I'm with Max. Like, yeah, you did say, though. You yeah, did say. Yeah, yeah. It's such a cool looking motorhome. As well, it looks legit. <laughs> it's like a castle, isn't it? Yeah, they're all, they're all massive. Like, I don't know how they move all that. Yeah, would you stuff have seen around? a really big one? Yeah, that was an Imola. Yeah, 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 you would have seen the massive one. Yeah, yeah. So we have a couple of different specs that we run, but um, for the main races, it's like fourth floor, huge uh, yeah. building. But Four floors. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Hopefully, hopefully, gets going that one. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Are you have any more races planned? We're going to yeah. Abu Dhabi. We're going to Abu Dhabi, yeah. Oh, we're giving loads of exclusive away to the audience now. It shouldn't know that. Oh, yeah. Should we bleep, we'll bleep us what we said. Okay, we're also going to Dutch Grand Prix, I think. Yeah, wicked. Yeah. That is proper cool. Is Can't that, wait that for that. Is, proper cool. is that a yeah. good one? The atmosphere around that is is just unreal. Like, the only way I can describe it. So, I've only done Formula 1 for years. It's not my sport. There's guys there that have done it for 25 years, and they turn around and say, I've never seen an atmosphere like Holland last year. Wow. And it, was, it was only 70% full last year for fans because it was still kind of coming out of COVID. Mm-hmm. So this year it's 
And the only way I can describe it, because I'm a football fan as well, the only way I can describe it is it is a huge, you know, European Champions League semi-final night, My second God. leg, you're 2-0 down. You know, it's, it is that. It's going <laughs> to be unbelievable. I'm going to get so drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the great thing about what we do, yeah, that we, we can drink during the day. Yeah, yeah, I can't. But <laughs> we, just, we just drink, then we have party the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when we were in Imola, we, we got on Ted's notebook. Okay, and cool. we were already like... Like three, <laughs> three quarters of the way. These two jokers. We yeah. had no idea we were going on it. We'd done two bottles of wine at lunch, gin and tonics, everything, and then wow. our manager was like, "Oh yeah, do you want to go to Ted's notebook?" No. And we literally like had to walk over there, and we were like, "Okay, oh, that's class, no. All right. brilliant." <laughs> we're standing there like melons, so scared on camera for the first time. Yeah, it feels like ages ago now. It does feel like ages ago now because now we feel like we're actually we're actually welcomed in the paddock a bit more. We see people. People yeah. seem to know who we are. I like hearing who does and who doesn't and where, because we had a Formula E driver on the other day and he okay. was saying like all their media team people knew us. Mm. So it's like really interesting to nice. just hear who's spoken about or what, because we've had different guests from different places. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, you know, Will Buxton. Yep. He was yep. our first ever guest. Okay, and like, cool. he like gambled on us from the beginning, like came on yeah. before we'd even started really. So it's just ledge that now we like see him and we're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ultimately, nice. it's nice to have like people we know so we yeah. can get into Red Bull. There you go. <laughs> Red Bull is the key. Um, we have a lot of people message us, like fans and that, and they, they say like, you know, we, we would love to work in the Formula One mm. at some point. So from your point of view, do you have any advice or anything for people who would love to actually work in the sport? Uh, yeah, it's tough. I, I guess from, depends from what angle you're coming at. There's obviously a lot more so opportunities from angles, yeah. mechanics, engineering side. It's... It's not a straightforward process, but, you know, if you go to university, do an engineering degree, you get an internship or placement at a team and, and you work your way up there. To work in sort of my side is probably a little bit trickier in the performance field. Um, uh, an easier way in if you're a physiotherapist would probably be try to become the, the physio of a team itself or work yeah. at a factory or, or something along those lines. You know, you can start off... Uh, Formula Three teams or go kart, you know, any grassroots sort of level stuff that you you can do to work up to a performance coach for a Formula One driver. That's you know, it's very much the top of the top of the tree. I mean, there's only it is. I mean, if you think of Formula One drivers to get to become a Formula One driver, you know, there's only 20 in the world. Yeah. So there's also only 20 performance coaches in the world that that can do that job too. Um, so I guess, you know, the only advice I've got is you, you've got to work really hard, become as good as you can at, at what you do. You probably need to be dual qualified. So I'm a physio and I'm a strength and conditioning coach and I've got a sports science degree. Um, you've got strength and conditioning coaches that are sports masseuses and sports scientists as well. So everybody's got a couple of things to their bow because you're essentially a traveling one man band you need to be able to do yeah yeah everything yeah. required for, for for that driver of course you can have outsourced resources nutritionists on hand to to talk for or whatever yep. but at the end of the day you're with them and you need to need to be able to cover all all bases um you can work in any sport look at me i didn't do formula one before but i've worked in professional football i've worked in professional basketball i've worked with team gb and wow. then I've made myself into, uh, found myself into Formula One. So, and it probably won't be the last spot I work in. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, do you th do you see yourself at Formula One for the foreseeable now, or do you think? I don't know. Um, you know, 
few more years left in me yet. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll just see how it goes year by year. Um, yeah, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go after Formula One? You'd be training like astronauts next. Uh, yeah. What else no, could you do? I, I mean, it'd probably just be a different sport. Um, I think, and probably a lot of people, you have people that spend a lot of time in Formula One, but at the end of the day, if you've, got family and, and stuff the travel is is a lot and yeah. if they're going to add more races next year you know there's potentially 24 25 races next year um that's half your weekends of the year that you're, you're traveling mm. away um you know i miss a lot of weddings and uh, nights out with the boys and, and and that sort of thing and you know what i do is super cool can't take mm. it away from that mm. but you miss that normal stuff as well yeah because you just can't you don't you can't ever just call in sick for this job no. You couldn't just turn around <laughs> on a week. What, what would happen if you were? Oh my God, it's not have Matthews. You been, like, have uh, you ever actually been ill on a weekend and someone's had to be a cover performance coach? Uh, yeah, so our team physio has stepped in a couple of times when um, when, when I haven't been around. Uh, yeah. Most notably when my little girl was born. Uh, oh, congratulations. Um, so yeah, thank you. That was uh, last year actually. Um, cool. Between Portugal, no, between Imola and Portugal. Um, but even then, it was only for a day. So he covered Friday and I was back there on a Saturday. Blimey, and then flew home a few days and then and then back out so yeah she was born and i was back racing four days later crazy <laughs> that's nice that's but, the but that's the life make, so, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. you know uh, if formula one driver is ill or they have a kid or you know they're not going to miss a race are they no it's true you know, not yeah. going to miss out on 20 and if they do you could step points. in and race the car maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll but, be you know, we, we miss a race last year we lose the championship yeah true Wow, yeah, yeah, when you put it like that. Yeah. Do you think Red Bull have it in the bag this year? Uh, no, not yet. There's a long way to go. There's nine races to go. If we have three DNFs, then, yeah. you know, that's, uh, that's game back on. It's a good lead. It's a good lead. But yeah. we haven't been the quickest car at any race yet. Um, you know, we've, we've struggled our way through. We've won races because other teams have messed up. Yeah. So, you know, Ferrari. exactly. But you, but you look at that run of, I think it's five or six races that we won and you, you go through it, Monaco, Barcelona. Yeah. Ferrari should have won those, but we ended up winning them. So, mm. so we can't say it's over yet. We're in a, we're in a really strong position, but there's still a long way to go. Uh, ask me again in uh, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we really want to go to that. We really want to go That's to Austin. That's a cool one Desperately to go to. want to go there. We're trying to look at like all the flights and that, but... You know, we when we're only five months in, we need to start earning a bit more money. This, so we've got the money to be able to go to these places. Yeah. Because blimey, did we spend a lot of money in Barcelona? Yeah, we, <laughs> we spent some. So it oh. came to the last night and we had like, I think it was like 800 quid between us. And we were like, oh, it's our last night. <laughs> the whole lot was gone. <laughs> oh my God, our manager was not happy, was she? No. She's going to oh, be wow. listening to this event. We've just admitted that. <laughs> oh shit. Sorry. Bleep Sorry, Nelly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, uh, but yeah, Austin's a really good one to go to. That's uh, definitely yeah. worth it. I like all the American ones, actually. I, I like America, but there, there's always a big show around it. There's always plenty to do. So. Vegas is going to be nuts next year, isn't it? That's going to be Vegas a party well. for the boys, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to get all your boys out to that one. I suppose you won't yeah. be able to go out anyway. Well. The whole time you're well, stay a couple of, <laughs> a couple of extra days. Maybe. Well, the party yeah, yeah. never stops in Vegas. You could go out Sunday night and it would still be a ripper. There we go. Sunday night after we win. Yeah, I like that. I love and we're going to be there for sure. Oh, we'll be there. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. 
<laughs> well, next year's going to be decent, man. I can't wait. Can't wait. I noticed you bought your bag as well. That looks like it might have some training equipment in it. I, I've got a few bits <laughs> with me here. Um, a few little reaction games there? for you boys to try. See, <laughs> yeah, no. we'll, we'll measure you, measure you against Max's scores. Oh, that's so <laughs> good. I've got a three hours sleep last night as well. I'm going to be horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. We're going to be absolutely awful. But yeah, we'll put them videos on our Instagram and our TikTok. Brad, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, no worries, it's been good fun. Thank you so much. You've bro. got your new app, everything's happening for you. What's that all about? Yeah, so um, as I said, I'm a physio by trade. I had a clinic, um, uh, had some shares in, in Chelmsford where I live, um, but juggling everything with the travel and a young family now as well, uh, going into clinic, you know, the Monday I got back from a race was uh, becoming a bit unsustainable. So I've moved everything online. Uh, yeah. um, I now have the Physio Brad app and uh, people can sign up and, and have online physio or online coaching from myself. So, so can I do it? Um, you can, yeah. I can be trained by Max Verstappen's coach. I need that because I've got, yeah, I need I've got well. my lower back <laughs> is really bad. Anything. I need all the help I can get. There you go. We can, have, we can have your race fit. Yeah, Let's I don't need get it. girls. Let's don't get girls. I need to get some weight it on me. Work. I do do all right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. No worries. Hope to see you pleasure. soon, so you can sneak us in the knighthood castle that is Red Bull in the paddock. There we go. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> he's like thinking, fuck, what did I say? Why did I say this live on a podcast? No way. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to take on the Max Verstappen training now, so you'll see the clips on our TikTok and Instagram. Pit Stop Podcast, thank you for joining us on the summer break. There'll be another guest on Monday morning. I will see you guys then. See you then, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Brad, thanks for being here. It's been Thank a pleasure. Appreciate see you it. Later. See you soon. Bye. Spirit Studios.